think that microphone's broken. You should throw it out. Oh my gosh. Well, all right, everyone, start eating these, and we'll uh, start the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> How, how, oh how am I sounding? God. I feel like I'm kind of quiet. Uh, you are. All right. Well, now. How am I now? You are Too loud, loud yeah. and clear. Clear and loud? <laughs> clear and loud. I think we're not Cloud and leer? Yes. No. I remember that pissed me off. Like, I haven't been to an eye doctor in, like, 13 years, probably. Um, but like the last time I went, like literally like the back and forth looked exactly the same. And I was like, he was like, just pick one. And I was like, okay, fine. One. And then he came up with all these, like, like, like he told my parents like, okay, well, you know, when he's a teenager, he's going to have perfect vision. And then in his twenties, his vision's going to start to fit. I was like, how did you build all of that from, they look exactly the same. I'm just going to pick a random number. You're a hack. <laughs> that's, that's why he has the degree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sure. It'd be scary if you like you were like um I think two looks better and he like puts down his glasses. He's like, oh no, <laughs> you are Satan's child. <laughs> There's birds. You should probably close the windows. I will when we're actually in the vibe. Mm. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, uh, I thought there was something wrong with one of your stomachs. Bird sounds. Swallowed a bird. They're fucking here. They 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 were barely noticeable to me. Why don't before. Why don't they join the podcast? Yeah, we'll have get we'll have special guests. Bird, <laughs> we have bird bird guests. I'm here with three ornithologists. Ornitho- bird or, ornithologists. Ornithologist. Yeah, ornithologists. Bird pornologists. Bird pornographers. I just realized they watch birds fuck. I just realized they're like 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 Charlie Parker. It, it, his nickname is Bird, and he has a he has a tune that he composed that's called Ornithology. I was huh. like, "Holy shit!" I just realized because I I I'd heard about the the it during my like mm-hmm. jazz class or whatever that I took, and it only just struck me that it's called Ornithology because his name is Bird. His best work is and always will be Pulaski at Night. Cold take. Okay, I haven't heard it. I'm not really. I, I wasn't. I'm not really like a. Ooh, look at me! I'm a jazz enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, for one, I, I just haven't listened to a lot of like the old bebop shit. Like, I don't know. Uh, like, I have like, yeah. It's just I, I haven't gone that far back in the in the thing. And I'm also yeah, not much of a oh. listener. All right. Anyway, today's topic topic will be jazz music. Yeah, um, we'll go be going deep into the subcultures of jazz in the southwestern corridor of Boise, Idaho. Man, that would have been real interesting if you actually picked that for a real topic. But instead, you have to pick a topic that uh, is all about uh, what was it called? You don't even know. Uh, tricks, <laughs> or aren't they just called tricks? Jedi mind tricks? Yeah, <laughs> that you play on yeah. yourself to make yourself. Feel no, better. they're they're illusions. Tricks are for whores. Oh my god! <laughs> He's using the W word, guys. Watch out! Yeah. No, what? No, is is an Arrested Development reference. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tricks are for kids. Speaking of Arrested Development. Um, oh yeah. Um rest in peace to Jessica n- Wal- Walters. Yeah. Yeah, the matriarch of the Bluth family. It was what 80 something and turns out as you get older, your chance of dying increases. I think it was 80 zero. Yeah, so, uh, I guess yeah, 80. So it was her like it was one of her big roles and she finally caught it when she was in her in her prime. All right. Uh anyway, I'm going to let the birds speak for just a few more minutes. Yeah. Let them find their seats on the trees. 
Jesus Christ. It's going right. to be the whole time. This is going to be the bird episode. Yeah, because I guess like I guess the window is right next to a tree. So. Oh, well, I would say every house in Somerville is next to a tree. The, well, the most obvious solution is just to cut down all the trees, and then that way there's like no bird interference for podcasts. Exactly, true. that's the perfect. No, I mean they're just going to make nests in the, on the roofs. It's going to be even worse. Yeah, which is why well, just t- then just tear down the houses, and then everyone's homeless. Yeah, yeah. perfect. This solves the problem. Everyone in equal footing. Yeah, barren gl- glass wasteland, no birds, but perfect for podcasts. What, what, what you do is you tear the houses down, but then people live in the trees to displace the birds. Mm. And then the oh birds are homeless. I can't believe we're we're doing. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing cross species gentrification. I mean, we kind of are, but uh, you're gonna see like some stray dog like in a box in the street. You're like, get out of there! That's my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that's extremely sad. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode thirty-four of the Exit Tangent Quarantine Dispatch. Um, we immediately lost five followers after you said that. Which right. means we're at negative three followers. Cut, cut that out. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it normal. <laughs> welcome to the Exit Tangent Quarantine Dispatch, which hopefully soon will no longer be the Quarantine Dispatch, as we are, as scientists around the world are trying to. Uh, quickly make that not be the case anymore well i i I did make the announcement on the podcast feed that this show is going to end on may 31st Mm -hmm. which is still the case um yeah and i don't know if we if we if we ever decide to call it the three of the four five seven of us that are here (laughs) i don't know how many people we are (laughs) Um, (laughs) one of us has multiple personalities yeah but we but we won't reveal who until the finale no um (laughs) This whole podcast was one person. It's just multiple, <laughs> multiple voices. It's like it's yeah. It's like the uh, that one medical show that like it's like at the season finale or the series finale. It like zooms out from a snow globe. It was like it, like the whole the whole show took place within a snow globe that belonged to an autistic child. Um, uh, wait, what, 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 what? Is that like? Is that, is that like? Is that like from Children's Hospital? No, it's just, I think or... it was a show called ER or something. That's was... such a good premise. No, Saint Elsewhere. It was called Saint Elsewhere. <sighs> oh my god! I feel like that could be something out of like Children's Hospital. Yeah. Or or like that 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 that, that fake Calvin and Hobbes comic strip where he was like, oh, I don't feel like playing with you anymore, and then Hobbes turns into a stuffed animal at the end. Quarantine dispatch. We have four more episodes left, and so we gotta get the best content out while we're still here. So I chose the topic of positive delusions to talk about, and I didn't really oh. give you a lot of material okay. to work with, but that was somewhat on the point because I mostly have to want to ask you questions and hear what you think. Uh, positive delusions um, is a concept that can be taken in a lot of different directions. Generally, in short, it means that. You're lying to yourself to make yourself happier. Or you believe something that isn't necessarily the case because it give, lets you have a better life. Uh, now, why might these be getting more popular? Well, now more than ever, we're able to look into the lives, um, the luxuries, and the extravagancy of those who are celebrities or people in power. And for all sorts of people, constantly seeing uh, an altered version of reality and having it be presented as the re- as, a, as a reality 
is a delusion itself, but it is harmful to one's psyche to constantly see those who are living such a better, more better life than you are. Um, and so it can be helpful to make lies to yourself in order to live a happier life. So I guess the first question I have is, is have you encountered any sort of um, illusions in, in media that have made you think that people are living a better life that you might not actually know? Are there any characters or celebrities that you've seen and thought, you know, truthful or not, that they do have a better life than the average person? Yeah, I... Uh... I've been getting into a, a cool, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily call it a delusion, right? I think that's taking it too far. Um, I'm getting into this thing called QAnon, and <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> and I, I don't know, I, I feel like it speaks to me. It, uh, it speaks to me on a lot of different levels. Um, it answered a lot of these like burning questions in my head that's been kind of festering there for years. Mm-hmm. Um, what what so, burning questions have been answered by QAnon? Uh, well, for, for one, what is the 17th letter of the alphabet? I never knew what it was uh, up until a couple of years ago, back in, uh, I think, uh, late 2017, early 2018, when I first encountered QAnon on a site called 4chan. I mean, they have the alphabet song, but they never tell you which letter belongs, is which number in the alphabet. It's like, you know, they say A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but A could be the 26th letter. And they're just mixing it up. Yep. Mm. Uh, just permutations right there. And they don't tell you which permutation is the correct one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, QAnon helped me realize that Q is the 17th letter of the alphabet. So, uh, that, so you know, I think that's a positive delusion right there. Um, I have heard that there are some other things that QAnon uh, honors uh, believe. Uh, I haven't really gotten into that yet. So, uh, but, you know, I, I do say I'm a proud uh, QAnoner-ner. Interesting. Uh, I don't see that going well for you in the future. Uh, I think a lot of people have said that QAnon is not only false, but maliciously false. How is that? How is it a positive delusion to know that Q is the 17th letter? <laughs> well, I mean, it just like makes everything make sense. I mean, then now that I know that Q is the, you know, 17th later, 17th letter, not later, uh, then, um, then I also know that, you know, P is the 16th letter. And also, uh, it solidifies that P is the 16th letter. That's what they want you to think. And that R is the 18th letter, right? Uh, I keep saying later. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> um, you know, all, all, all my time, all my life, all my lifetime, I've, I've known that, uh, you know, P is 16th, uh, R is 18th, but, you know, what was the 17th? Um, could be I, T. I, I don't know what it was. Could be R. It, it, it could be P or R as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, just PPR or PRR or PPR. Yeah. So, but now it's PCR because of the Q. So, it all makes sense. Any other experiences with uh, the media where you're seeing? Life is not actually is, but is portrayed as as reality. I mean, that's that's the whole uh, that's the whole gist of Instagram. The whole gist, yeah. I'm not, although I, I guess uh, I'm confused as to how this uh, this this relates to positive delusions, because I think that when it comes to the sort of looking at other people's lives and how they present themselves, um, I think that does more to sort of 
make people insecure about their own lives mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so in that case, it's it's kind of like you know people are putting forward this image, um, and you know they 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 themselves you know might realize that like you know this isn't my life or whatever like in 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 a sort of candid measure, right? It's like you know I'm taking a selfie, you know, and I'm looking at my delicious, highly saturated picture of my food um, and all this kind of stuff. Um, and people look at all of these, like, you know, great moments of a person's life and whatever, and it's like, you know, people probably, like, you know, they curate their own sort of, you know, their 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 feeds and their experiences and things like yeah. that. But I think that that sort of, like, um, like, like, I'm not sure if that necessarily qualifies as a positive delusion because there, I think there's a lot of intentionality behind it of like oh I'm trying to put put my best foot forward on social media but then like the viewing experience is also kind of like oh like look at all these people with their beautiful lives um mm-hmm. and their and their and their beautiful food or whatever yeah so what what we're seeing is also sort of a facade in in terms of someone else's life who looks better than ours but we might we might lie to ourselves even when we see someone else's life which is so much better than our own um that well, how do you know that? Yeah, it's hard to say, right? I mean, I would argue that it's it's certainly true that there's someone out there who is born into m- piles of wealth and is able to do with their life pretty much whatever they, whatever they wish. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a baby coming out of their mom and like falling instead of like fall like you know the doctor pulling them out, they just like slip out and fall into like a pile of money. <laughs> <laughs> and then a bunch of flashing lights come up above them. And it's like, you won the lottery. <laughs> you were born into wealth. I mean, speaking of, of babies, the example from the article that you shared uh, uh, stood out to me a lot was that uh, a positive delusion that a lot of people experience is that when you have a child, you think, oh, this is the most amazing child in the world. And mm. it's like, this is just any other baby. Like, you could swap it with <laughs> literally any infant, and it would be the exact same. And, and but in, that's, in history, <laughs> that has occasionally yeah, happened. And, and that's just not a productive oh. thing to think oh. as a parent, because then you're going to be like, who cares about this baby? It's <laughs> just dumb baby. It's just dumb fucking parasite. Can't even like, feed itself. Yeah. Stupid. Right. Like, like So, like, like even if, if you look at that with, like, this, like, cold, hard rational like lens is just not productive for either end of the relationship Uh, yeah and so it's helpful for parents to think that this is the most amazing you know beautiful child in the world and it's also helpful like when you grow older as a kid to think of your parents as like oh like these are the most like kind and you know the best parents ever you know i'm generalizing you know sometimes that is you know is not going to be helpful and might you know in fact be be hurtful yeah but that it, it can be good for our relationship. Yeah, and, and as someone grows throughout their life, um, it can be often to pile on positive affirmation, even when they might not be doing good in comparison to their peers. Um, in a lot of schools, as, you know, as this child grows up, let's say this normal baby that has no <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing characteristics, as it grows up and, and goes through the public school system, it might constantly be told, uh, is this you know baby turns into a kid? Oh, you're you're smart, you're brilliant, you're strong, you're amazing, and, and in some ways, when you hear those as you're growing up, you want to inhibit those qualities. And so, if, mm-hmm. even if they are somewhat of a of a positive delusion as you're growing up and hearing these things, they do have positive outcomes, right? Yeah, I, I've heard it said that, like particularly in America, you know, in general, parents are more encouraging of their children. 
than in other places in the world. Like I've, like I've heard from you know, a number of, of friends whose parents grew in places outside of the U.S., that they didn't necessarily have that style of like, oh, like you're the most talented, smart kid. Yeah. And that, yeah, I, I think, I think like the pro side of, of that attitude is that it raises kids who are self-confident and who think of themselves as people who are capable of things. And then the negative side of that is that it might kind of set up people for disappointment. And that oh, if certainly. you're raised thinking that you're a really special kid and then you grew up just to be you know, another average Joe. Yeah, you're you're in a sea of people who are all told that they were special growing up. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of confusing, I think, to come up uh in the world or whatever. Um like of course we can only speak I can only speak to the like personal experience. Early, early Zoomer experience. <laughs> <laughs> um but but there was a lot of like 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 there were there was a lot of mixture of all of these different things, right? It was like it was like, yeah, because I had the good grades or whatever. Like people were like, "Oh, you're so smart." And it's like, whatever. Like, like, like but the, but you know, there's other people who are like, you know, you know, school is bullshit, or like, you know, like, 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 why can't you do this or that or whatever? Like, or all these kids think that they're so special, and then they're gonna grow. Like, like, it's like that was a thing that people also experience. Is like all the people who are saying like, "Oh, all these kids are getting participation trophies," me, me, me <laughs> and like all that kind of stuff. And so it's like, like. There, there is that kind of like inf- in, in, infl- ego inflation that happens, mm-hmm. um, but then there's also kind of like a sea of people who are kind of like very willing to tell people that that that, that, that that's not the case for any of this kind of stuff. It's like you, you'll see that kind of stuff in the media, like people talking about snowflakes and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and and do you think the people who are so keen to you know provide the truth and rational explanation of the world are are better off than those who are able to smile, put their best foot forward, and compliment? those even when they're not necessarily that spectacular no i think those people are fucking miserable um but like <laughs> i would agree <laughs> but because it's like i don't know like uh but like the thing is that yeah people that do have the self-confidence like yeah maybe they'll experience bad things in the world sometimes and they're gonna have to learn how to deal with that on their own terms basically um but i don't know if it's necessarily like actually a positive thing um, to tell people like, oh, you suck and all this kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. Um, and it's hard to say because it, it, it is it, like one of the things that I like am, am very like cognizant of when talking about parenting is that I don't have children um, and that the people that do have children um, are, are, are like, like f- from what I hear of their experiences, um, there is nothing that you can do. Um, that isn't going to fuck up your child <laughs> in some way and all this kind of stuff. So there's a lot of complicated stuff, right, that, that goes on, like, you know, and, and, and whatever attitudes people have, like, that's just going to be their attitude. And, like, you know, kids are just going to – are basically going to take whatever they're given because it's like they don't have any real agency. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it is ultimately the parent's responsibility to try to guide them in the right direction, but, like – there's just so many things that people do and it's kind of out of the control of the kid that like and, and, and like what will like how they'll react to that and how they'll develop is like completely a yeah. black so box. If you had a child to take care of, if someone was like, here, here, take it, take uh, it. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids, here on this podcast, we're going to tell you and teach you how to say no when a stranger hands you a baby. <laughs> All you have to say are the simple uh, two simple letters. N-O. Just. No. Stop it. And by the way, is the 14th letter of the alphabet. Oh my god, I'm going crazy. All right. So <laughs> and O is the 15th oh. later. 
right. Oh, what I was going to mention was I think the solution to, you know, uh, we're not, not a solution, but like uh, something to help, you know, children with, like, because you mentioned the positive delusions of, you know, oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're so strong and all that stuff. I think, you know, sometimes it's only told to like certain kids because of whatever, I don't know, skills they have that they develop pretty quickly. But I think if you give uh, like every single kid in school, if you give them like a pair of headphones with um, a Walkman and then the Walkman's a cassette, um, see how, like, how far back I'm going, uh, a cassette and motivational tapes. And every kid has this and they're listening to these motivational tapes and every single day it's telling them, you're, you're confident, you are strong, <laughs> you're the best person in the school, everyone else here sucks. You um, are. Well, don't put other people down. That's just rude. It, right. And then, and then, like, every single student is, like, like has is brimming with confidence, like, almost equal to that of, like, someone high on basalts. <laughs> um, and, and then by the end, like, when they've, gra- you know, when, when they've, when they've graduated, they're, they're all, you know, ready to step out into the world and be the person who they've always, who, who, who those tapes have always told them they, they are, they, they can be. Um, <laughs> this is like the conditioning in Brave New World a little bit. Uh, well, the, actually, the other thing that I was going to mention, like early on, was that when you said that the topic was going to be about delusions, right? I thought you're like from the thing that you shared with us. I thought it was actually just going to be delusions in general. Um, most of it was positive, like from the thing that I read, like yeah. the one that Noah mentioned with the, um, you know, parents having a child, um, and you know how that delusion like does help them, you know. Uh, be able to care for, for care for the child, um, but then towards the end, the person, I guess, the author of that book that this uh, excerpt is from, um, was talking about like um, other delusions that are, you know, like you said, can be malicious, um, uh, and it was mostly talking about like you know Trump and you know the stuff that he'd spout, but also like his supporters, yeah, and I guess just like this mass illusion that they're they have, um, and that's why I thought like. Uh, I mean, I, I joked a bit early on about the QAnon stuff, but I actually thought that, like, um, that was what part of this was going to, you know, Be go about. into. But then you said positive delusions, and I was like, ah, well, you know, I guess, I don't know. To some people, QAnon is a positive. For some people uh, who, who like, previously had no community <clears throat> and felt ostracized by all corners of the political world, right, Trump gave them positive delusions. Trump yeah, does not support and- Hicks in middle America. <laughs> But for some reason, they flocked to him because he gave them positive illusions, right? And yeah, and you can say that about like you know other conspiracy theory uh, communities. Um, yeah. But I mean, QAnon is the one that's like at the most like I, I would say the one that has like the most influence at the moment, given uh, what was it, January six, recent memory. Um, but uh, but I mean yeah, I mean like there's like a bunch, been a bunch of other communities. Um, obviously, the flat Earth. Flat Earthers, Flat Earth conventions, uh, you know, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, th- those are the delusions that I was, like, thinking in my head mostly. Not the, uh, I guess, positive, uh, I guess when I say positive, I mean one that doesn't actually, like, harm you. Um, I do think that um, we can link this to imposter syndrome. 
um, which is a thing that people talk about more and more every day. I think it was in a fucking Super Bowl commercial at some yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, that was so bizarre. Um, it's become a very commonplace phrase now. Yeah, and and it's really strange, and and and, and or, or rather, like the phenomenon itself is is kind of strange in retrospect, having had it, you know, you know, get get accepted to MIT, and you're like, is this a mistake? Is that not that? Am smart? I one of those people? Um, one of the one of the things that sort of like made me like move past imposter syndrome is realizing that like most people are bad at their jobs um and the world somehow keeps on turning despite like a lot of incompetence and just and uh poor practice um and like it's scary but it's also like it, it, it sort of alleviated my own imposter syndrome like, like like at the time when i was thinking about that sort of thing and earlier when we read bullshit jobs and i saw how many people have bullshit jobs mm. i was like wow like, you know, if by some weird, you know, fluke of, the, you know, fate, I land a high paying bullshit job, like, I, I think that I'll have a different perspective on it now mm. because I like learned that this is such a prevalent phenomenon. Yeah. Um, but like that, that's sort of like the opposite direction. It's like the, the positive delusion thing is like kind of like, uh, like, like, like it could be framed as, as some kind of like almost some kind of self-actualization or something where it's like, you know, what, I am a good at my work or whatever like regardless of whether you actually are it, it is kind of helpful to think that way because the problem because as i mentioned before a lot of people are bad at their jobs or they're incompetent or whatever and like the world keeps on turning and some of those people probably think that they're good at their job um and so like does it doesn't really matter i guess because like somehow we we're at this point where like people we have a lot of leeway for people to be incompetent and still keep all the all the nuclear warheads underground, underground. And, and shit like that. So like you know, it's 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 like you know, don't worry about it. But obviously, some people have to worry about it. Like this is like like it's like the way that my personality is. It's like I can't help but occasionally worry about that kind of stuff. But it's like you know, there are some people who are just going to be like that, and then there are some people who are not going to be like that. I guess yeah. I'm not really sure. Like because because there was the other thing where you're the the in the article they were talking about like. Um, depression and things like that that, that that'll come up uh just just because if, if you like know all the truth about the world and stuff like that like you can't help but be kind of cynical about it or if you get caught up in these like massive conspiracy theories or whatever like there's a lot of problems uh that we face um that are very bad uh you know climate change being the sort of biggest among them um and it is it is very depressing to think about that all the time um, and to like, you know, think about like, you know, famine and, all, and inequality and all these kinds of things just constantly. It's like, you know, at some point you have to be like, you know what, it's going to be fine. Uh, even if it's not going to be fine for, you know, at least for me, like if you shrink your sphere of, of just like what you're willing to comprehend for a moment, like if, if you're doing well and like, you know, you're, you're healthy and you're, and you're safe and you're happy, like there's value in positive delusions. But um, like, like, even if you're not doing well is, is kind of the important thing. And, and, and this goes to another point. I'm, I'm having so many points right now. Points. Points, points, points. Um, w- one of the things that I noticed um, that I thought was very interesting is the fact that, like, um, there are people in very bad situations, you know, people who are, like, you know, in Brazil – under like, just in Brazil, under <laughs> Bolsonaro, right? Like they're being, they're like political targets. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they, they could be, they could be gay. They like could L- be, any LGBTQ people in Brazil. Yeah, exactly. Bad time. They, they, they might not be as right wing as Bolsonaro. Like all this kind of stuff that that could put them in great danger. Um, th- but like 
a, a, a lot of, but, but like, I'm not saying a lot, but like, but like, I have noticed that like, it seems that people in these kinds of terrible situations, like in my experience tend to be at least somewhat sanguine about it. Like more so than I tend to be in my daily life. And my life is very good. Um, so, so it's one of those things where it's like, uh, where it's interesting to note that like, you know, if, if like a person like myself who has like, you know, an immense amount of uh, immense amount of privilege, um, I can go throughout the day and be like, Oh, you know, that the, you know, like, I, I'm not really sure what dumb shit I would complain about, but be like, you know, this thing and that thing, it's all, it's all bad, blah, 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 bad, 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 bad. Um, but like, you know, people in terrible situations are like, okay, well, you know, it sucks. <laughs> like, you know, like, 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 like when it comes to elections, like, you know, you have to vote the right way or these giant burly guys will like literally beat the shit out of you. Like, but you know, you have to kind of have hope in those situations. Like it's, it's, it's like a, it's a survival strategy. It's a necessity. I feel like I've talked about this on another episode of this show a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but like it, but, but it's still sort of like resonate resonates with me quite a bit. The fact that like, and I've seen this in my own life. It's like when my life is worse, like, like I, I feel like I had to like, you know, try to conjure more hope in my personal life to try to like keep going every single day and things like that. Whereas, you know, when I'm better off, I can, I can sort of afford to be like, Oh, that sucks. And blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, all these things. Um, and so I, I, I try to like consider that and, and try to be like less like that. Um, just mm-hmm. because, you know, it's like, Oh, it's kind of a privilege to be like super complaining about everything all the time. Is it, is it easy or hard to try and convince other people to do that when you see someone struggling? What do you mean? Like, you'd say that's a positive delusion on your own part, right? When things are bad, you mm-hmm. conjure up more hope, you know, because even if, if things are bad or getting worse, like, you tr- you try and, you know, shine more light on yeah. the situation, right? Or th- 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 that's the ideal, obviously. Yeah. I don't know how. It doesn't always It, it doesn't always work in practice. In, in your life, you've seen other people who struggle with all sorts of issues. Do you, do you try and suggest a positive delusion to them? No. Um, mostly because I'm, like... Like, like I, like, because of the personality that I have, I've, I've sort of not established myself to be that kind of person to be like, oh, you should try meditating or whatever. Like, like, like that's not really the, 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 the role that I play in people's lives around me. And, 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 and it's really, it's like, like, and the thing is that like, you know, I've tried to help people in the past, but like all I can do is like, I don't know, say whatever dumb shit that comes to my mind. And then like it re- either resonates with them or it doesn't. Like I try not to make an active effort to make another person's life better. Um, because, because when I do, sometimes it fails and then I feel bad. And I used to get that way too. Um, until someone in high school told me that I am terrible at consoling people when they're having a bad day. And I was like, all right, I gotta get better at this. And so I started learning how to say the words, it's okay, they're there. And then some people were like, what are you doing? That's like so generic. Like, what the heck? <laughs> well, you have to give, you also have to like say those words, but also give them like a pat on the back. But I think the reason why there's, they're like not really, you know, happy to see you is because you're just fucking like slamming your hand on their back. <laughs> while you there, say, they're there. there. Um, no, no, well, you're, you're not really shouting. You're just saying they're there and just whamming on, on the back. They're there. The <laughs> feel better punched him in the back <laughs> are you feeling better now are you feeling sorry for yourself I think that there is well I mean as far as consoling people goes I think that there's a lot of value in just being there and, and listening and like just like hearing them talk about their mm. shit and then like maybe saying something like oh man that sucks or whatever all that kind of stuff but like I don't know um, I, I have realized that like um, one of the things that doesn't 
seem that like might be bad and is not not good all the time is it's like to belittle them. No, well, I mean, yes, certainly, <laughs> certainly bad, certainly that's bad. But no, Adrian do not thinks do it's that. fine to belittle. Them. Your concerns are so irrelevant. I don't even. I don't know why you're even bringing this up. Um, so I'm sorry. A, a thing that is less obviously bad than that <laughs> is that, that 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 can be kind of like sinister, and you don't even know that you're doing it. Is yeah. like is like providing is like trying to sympathize by like relating their situation to your situation to something mm, that happened to you. They don't care. Well, it's not just that they don't care, but also that the situation that you went through probably like even if it's like exactly the same situation, like you might just be a completely different kind of person, mm. uh, and so the way that you handle it might not be the way that they handle it, right? It's like you know, I I am not afraid, like I like I make no bones of of of, of sort of bringing up problems that I have. Like when they happen, and just sort of voicing my concerns and things like that. There are all, all, some other people who are much more hesitant to do that, uh, and so like if they say like, "Oh, I'm having this problem with blah blah blah," and I was like, and, and and I go like, "Oh yeah, that happened to me too," and I sent them an email seven times, and then it got resolved. It's like, well, some people just don't work, operate that way, or they have they, they, there's obstacles in their mind to doing something like that. Um, and, and there might also be things where it's like you misunderstand what their situation is and then you try to come up with a similar situation that happened to you and then they, and then they're like, that's not really it. And then they don't feel listened to. And then they're like, that's fucking sucks. So like, I, I, I think that there's, I, I don't, I, this has nothing to do with the topic. But I, like, I don't think it's that far off though. Mm-hmm. So I, I hear what, hear what you're saying. Cause yeah. occasionally a solution is a positive delusion. Yeah. But, 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 but in this case, what I'm, what I'm suggesting is just to like, let it be and like mm-hmm. not. Inject yourself. So you're not someone who prescribes positive delusions. I guess not. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it depends. It depends, right? It's like it's like you know, there are some people who like I like 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 who I sort of like like know can can sort of say something that seems right for like that person because I know them well and they they're kind of like we have enough similarities and things like that. Um, but then other times it's like I, I don't I don't know. I I do try to be at least frank with people to some extent not in a not in a belittling way but it's like you know like oh yeah this is like really hard that what you're going through and like this is a big problem that a lot of people have dealt with and this kind of stuff that's not a positive delusion so i guess yeah <laughs> yeah i would say i think you don't do it that often which is fine it's just a different strategy i suppose yeah. yeah um and so i guess circling around uh do you employ positive delusions for helping other people um I don't know if I'd say necessarily for helping other people. I mean, I, I think like, so like a, a concept that I have been thinking more in recent years is that like the way that, that people connect like, thoughts and the way that they perceive the world manifests in very different feelings sometimes, which I don't think is something I really realized that much as a kid. And that, you know, there, there's kind of a very personal aspect like even if you might kind of share the same like thought about something with someone, like you might sympathize with, with them the way that that, you know, particular like realization or understanding makes you and them feel can be very different, uh, you know, for better or worse. And then sometimes the connections between people's thoughts about themselves or about the world and the way that it makes them feel can be good or can be bad. Uh, and, and so the thing that this kind of notion of like positive illusions makes me think of is that it's ways of taking things that might, you know, like conjure bad thoughts, but 
I know, I guess, kind of turning them into better feelings, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's an interesting way of of going about it because it's risky, right? Because you don't want to, you don't want to eventually have someone, I don't know, believe in in a delusion to the point where it is becoming unhelpful. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's good to like lie to yourself about like the realities of the world, but I think it's, it can be a very good thing to recognize that just because something might not be what you want, it doesn't like need to make you feel bad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, that can be a real, I mean, I, because I know that I, you know, do those kinds of things myself is like not, it's much easier said than done. Interesting. Would you say that you have ever encouraged someone to think on the bright side or, you know, Oh, you know, this will get better. It's not that big of a deal when maybe it was a big deal. And yeah, I almost certainly have. I feel like when I was younger, I I definitely had a much more kind of simplistic view of responding to those kinds of concerns. Yeah. And and sort of this, I mean, we just, you know, graduated college. And so in college often, like, I feel like I've I've run into people who've who've been having trouble with research or Mm -hmm. classes or extracurriculars or even their own like little jobs here and there. And people want to say, oh, it'll be okay. Like, you know, this isn't actually a big deal. Even for things that were kind of a big deal, you know? Yeah, it's like, oh, I NR'd three classes. And it's like, you'll be fine. It'll be okay. Like, it's, it's actually a, a big deal. It might change how you go through the rest of your college. So it's it's dangerous because I think it's like too much of anything is a bad thing. And too much of a positive delusion is a bad thing. So gotta take it a little dose at a time. <laughs> Just a little bit. Sprinkle a little flatter, <laughs> sprinkle a little little dash of uh, uh, hollow earth here. Yeah, some chemtrails here and there. Uh, Wait, uh, the flat earth and the hollow earth. No, no, chemtrails, all right, chemtrails <laughs> are, you know, are a thing. Wait, what? what, what you flat <laughs> earth and hollow earth are incompatible. <laughs> no, it's a pancake, but with a, with <laughs> a hollow earth. There's a void in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an Oreo, but with uh, no stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's like a cream-filled donut with no cream. <laughs> Yeah. All right, man. I've just been thinking about like the flat Earth recently. <laughs> uh, you know, we're gonna take a no, no. This isn't this isn't a bit. We're this gonna take a we're gonna this take is, a detour. Wait, wait. Hector's gonna is, tell this, us all about flat Earth. No, this isn't a detour. This isn't a bit. This is a real life thing that happened to me. All right, we continue. No, no, no. It was just like because uh, um, you know, it's easy for me to say as like uh, a like a physicist or a you know, a theoretical physicist, <laughs> as in I'm theoretically a physicist, so trying to, I just started a PhD and whatever, but, um, like, it's easy for someone like me to say, like, oh, you know, gravity's real, uh, so, you know, Earth is a sphere, or, you know, close to it, I guess, uh, Earth isn't flat and all that stuff, but, like I actually like seeing people who like who are under the delusion that the Earth is flat and like all the other stuff. Like the other stuff associated with it is like hella weird and strange. Like the um, uh, oh, crap. What's it called? Um, I'm trying to remember what the uh, the dome that they think um, we live in. Like there's a term for it. Yeah, there's a there's a term for it. I'm um, sure there's a whole vocabulary. <laughs> there, no, well, yeah, yeah. 
Um, what struck me is that a lot of the flat earth stuff is anti-Semitic. It's like, why, how what, are those so related? Yes. I don't understand. Firmament. There you go. The firmament. Uh, that's a name for the dome that they think uh, encapsulates the earth. It's where all the entire sky is on the dome. Anyway, it's like that stuff uh, is kind of like, eh. Um, the sky the flat is earth. on the dome? Yeah, it's, it's like on the boundary of the dome. It's like, like on the surface of the dome. It's like, it's like, the, it's like the, the ceiling of like the Great Hall of Hogwarts. Wow. Yeah, it's just like mm-hmm. all on mm-hmm. it. Um, so anyway, like wh- what's more interesting really is actually just like the flat earth like itself, like the model. Um, because like, I think Vsauce, I want to say it was Vsauce who did, uh, it was either Vsauce or Verisatium or whatever that channel is. Yeah. It might've one of them, uh, one of those channels did a video on flat earth, but like what it would be if, if, you know, people actually lived on a flat earth and like how, you know, things would sort of like orient themselves and how, I guess people would have to like have buildings on it. And like, you know, uh, it was pretty cool seeing that like the simulation cause, uh, you're, if you're in the middle of the, of the flat earth, like, it's whatever, right? But then as you venture towards, like, the edge, um, everything starts getting more tilted and tilted because everything is trying to, like, point towards the center. So you, like, progressively, like, tilt. you end up tilting yourself until you're almost, like, parallel to the to the surface of the earth until you get to the edge and you're on the disc or, or you're on the actual edge of, of the disc and you're just, like, horizontal. Um, and it was, like, a pretty interesting thing to see. Um of course, all of that is given, or that's like assuming that something called gravity exists. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually surprised that you went down this rabbit hole because it seems like a kind of like physics PhD level of. Well, like that that oh, that stuff is like years ago. I was in like you know when I saw like that video came out years ago. I just remembered it, um, but 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 um, it was also just because I was like recently watching some video of like some physicists talking about flat Earth, um, and. Um, they mentioned like one one criticism that I guess a flat earther could could give you just like that is that well gravity doesn't exist um, it's just that the disc is uh, accelerating um, like upwards or whatever what um, yeah and it's creating an equal field down on the entire disc so yeah it's uh, it goes if if you're if you're like in a rocket ship and it accelerates up with the same acceleration as like the gravitational you know acceleration here on Earth the field strength. And you and you weren't really aware that you were in a spaceship. You wouldn't know if you were in a spaceship traveling, accelerating, or if you were on, if you're motion like you were staying put, but you're on like the surface of the Earth, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that uh, upside down and inside out music video, the OK Go video, the way where, where they had the space. I guess they were inside of a, a, a airplane that was sort of going in like. Uh, the opposite and direction. Free fall. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like, 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 like it was accelerating downward in the opposite, or it was accelerating upward in the opposite direction of, of, of the Earth at the same sort of acceleration. And so they were able to do zero G shit in the music video. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, they're in free fall. So they're, they're in the opposite of free fall. Like they're, go, they're, 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 if they're trying, going up and accelerating. Yeah. Then you would be still pulled to the, into your yeah. seat. Yeah, it's when the plane goes down that goes it has the zero G mm. feeling. And oh, because because the plane is in free fall. Okay, that makes sense. All right, got it. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> a little bit of physics corner over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the plane yeah, pulls like, up, and they all go. Yeah, <laughs> slam think, into the bottom. At least, like with so with flat Earth, like I I think as a whole, like you know at large, I guess. Um, People, I guess us, we've seen like maybe maybe we've seen some documentaries on it 
there's like the the Netflix one I think under the dome that I think a lot of people have seen. Um, there's that Bob single. Um, there's <laughs> that Bob single. There's also you know the all gas no breaks episodes yeah. or episodes on the Rest flat Earth convention. There's also that 40 minute um, video that H Bomber guy did about flat earthers. That was also really good. <laughs> he debunked. Th- that was so funny. He went so far into it. He like debunked. Like apparently th- there there was like a thing where they were like, oh, the this this flight from like uh, yeah. Santiago de Chile to like mm-hmm. uh, like Canberra or something like that, like Australia, um, and like. Like, like, like with the disc model, it's like they're on opposite sides of the disc. So like the shortest path would be through the North Pole. But the, but the, but the flights actually go around, which suggests that the Earth is not flat. Um, and, 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 and like I think like one of the rebuttals for that is like I have not seen any flights uh, between – well, actually, it wasn't to Australia. It was to like the – it was to like South Africa, to Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and they're like, oh, I haven't. No one's taken that flight. It's like the, that flight exists, and 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 like the, the the guy said that flight exists, and I know people who've been on that flight. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about those kinds of justifications for flat Earth is that it depends on not only the projection of the kind of map that you use, but also where it's centered. Like if you have a map that's centered, you know, if you take like a standard like Mercator projection where uh, the Americas are on the left side, like that theory makes sense. But if you take a, a different type of projection or if you take like just a Mercator map, but it's centered like, I don't know, on the South Pole, like your distance measurements are going to be totally like, <laughs> like <laughs> your rationale seeing... for the edges makes no sense well, anymore. Well, I guess what they say for that is that the, you know, the, the South Pole, like all of Antarctica is on the rim like the whatever the projection like makes it so that it's on the rim i, I hear you um, i, so I want like a projection ice wall i want a projection that puts this the the edge um at the center of ireland and so <laughs> the ring is just we're just surrounded by irish <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it could, it could, we, could, we could do it i believe um <laughs> so uh, what, what was always fascinating to me was like what noah said like all the justifications they have for it which like sometimes or i would say in most cases it is pretty harmless is in like because they're really you know um just don't understand um how things work and stuff which is fine like fuck i don't even understand how things work um as a physicist so like the fact that they're trying to like understand themselves is pretty cool the thing is though that like you know they do experiments they do all this stuff and you know obviously like Conclusions they draw don't really reflect whatever evidence they get. Um, especially, I think, at the very ending of the Under the Dome documentary is what I'm referring to, like when they try to measure, to see if the Earth is curved. And they see that it is, and they say, huh, well, I'll be. And then it just, like, cuts. It just, that 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 that, that entire, like, experiment just ends. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Which science. is funny, but, but it's also just, like... <sighs> Yep. Very disconcerting. The thing is, um, okay, science isn't isn't this like sexy thing where you like see the thing and it's like, oh, we are gonna have a celebration because we were wrong or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, you just go and you're like, well, that that's my entire worldview shattered. All right, uh, well, next actually, scene. well, well I, I would say some physicists would disagree and they'd actually really like it if uh, that happened, especially some people who like are working on like standard model stuff, because you know a lot of people. Well, so I guess. I don't know how many people, but I think it's uh, uh, some belief that, you know, the standard model isn't the end-all be-all and there's stuff beyond it. So if there's evidence that that's the case, that is 
awesome. I wonder if they're going to give uh, it uh, an even an even more boring name, like the typical model. The actual model. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. The only reason I started thinking about the flatter stuff was just because, um, aside from there being so many, like, videos, so much, like, uh, I guess, maybe books, like, a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, things out there that people can consume to, like, see how people who are flat earthers think and maybe, I guess, re- you know, do rebuttals for a lot of their arguments. Um, but then also just the fact that, like, some of this stuff also, like, leads people into other delusions and to other fringe beliefs. Um, like, it's not, you know, uh, watching the, I think there's, like, a, a QAnon doc that's going on at the moment. I think it's called Into the Swarm. Um, there was like one person there who's like uh, a Q influencer uh, who was talking about how. <laughs> so, so, so are they like are they like posing in front of Comet Pizza with like makeup with like, with like oh. a makeup advertisement or something? <laughs> <laughs> are you storming the Capitol no. this weekend? Well, let me know. But I have the best product for you. Yeah, we've got we've got Q branded balaclavas. So you don't... Oh my god. <laughs> Um, this woman who was, uh, <laughs> uh, she mentioned like how, well, you know, if Hollywood has like, you know, pedophiles and people eating babies or, and, or like, and getting their adrenochrome and stuff, then, you know, if someone tells me that the earth is flat, well, I mean, you know, it's not going to surprise me. Oh, and if the vaccine is Bill Gates, you know, I'll just, I'll take that <laughs> one too. <laughs> I'll inject Bill Gates into me. <laughs> um, I, 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 I would not actually, I would not. Um, so <laughs> you like, presented those, those the things, opportunity. <laughs> the uh, Gates Foundation keeps contacting me, and I turn <laughs> them down every time. Good to know. Um, like things lead to another, um, and it gets to a point where like they're like people like rack up um, these like certain these like delusions. Like if they're like trying to um, complete an entire like skill tree in a game, except a skill tree is just conspiracy theories. <laughs> rack up as many as you can um but but i mean i i think i don't know 10 years ago i like got really 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 into it i mean i guess i sort of am still i guess like some people who are like interested in f- fucking true crime podcasts like that shit sucks um conspiracy theories, on the hand. um conspiracy theories on the other hand are pretty interesting um but i wouldn't I, if someone had told me that like, the, the q anon stuff um would become a thing, you know, 10 years later, like now, you know, um, even the whole flat earther thing is still going on, like all that stuff, like I would, you know, be very surprised, but at the moment, like seeing all this stuff, it is, um, more surprising that there aren't more, you know, even more fringe, even more fucked up conspiracy theories that are like getting more popular. It, it is actually a good, good strategy to, I've seen that, I guess I've seen it at work once, but to like, if someone has a conspiracy belief that is that you you know know is dangerous and harmful, but they believe it anyway, um, if you try and push the boundaries of that conspiracy theory, like you know people on top of existing conspiracy theories have like even more like crazier beliefs about how the world works and and that conspiracy. If you try and push it even further and see when they break, it can help crumble down the other beliefs they have within that conspiracy theory. Unless they prop it with more justifications. Okay. And then you go further and further until it's just like, 
Yeah, and until t- they've come up with their own new <laughs> religion, and improved conspiracy theory, uh, <laughs> impervious to your wor- worldly, uh, you know, science and logic. This is battle-tested <laughs> conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like his conspiracy theory has like Kevlar vest <laughs> and uh, that that it wears. Um, I don't know. I mean, I okay, I I didn't really like uh, expect to you know. Uh, just fucking cram, you know, talk of conspiracy theories for this, you know, whole positive delusion stuff. Well, you went on um, for two and a half hours, so I think that's good. What? Yeah, we're at two two hours and 30 minutes. Did I just, like, black out for the hour and a half? You just kept talking about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah and, and then, well, there, well, what was really weird was that point in the middle where it seemed like you went into a trance for a bit. Yeah. And then you were talking about all this stuff about reptiles and, like... And like and marshmallow like, men and Teletubbies, yeah, and like energy pyramids. Okay, well, the, well, the marshmallow man thing that like, I mean, you've seen Ghostbusters, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going with this? <laughs> I'm just saying that like the world of Ghostbusters is real, and they, it was a documentary and not like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good, good to know that that it was a joke. All right. That's the thing about positive delusions. Often people, right, who are in a positive delusion, by the nature of it, don't know it's a positive delusion. It's hard to identify, even in your own past, like when you were actively lying to yourself to make yourself feel better or get through a hard time. Yeah, it's more like passively lying to yourself. I mean, Mm, yeah, yeah. and part of it, you know, it's like, I don't know, there's a whole, I think it ties into the concept of like self-awareness or whatever, where it's like people just go through life not really knowing what kind of a person they are. They just sort of, react to things and then they justify things and they don't really like have any any introspection a lot of people sort of don't um and like i think that that's like part of that's like kind of a thing where you sort of like live through that kind of thing where you just don't really realize like what effect you have on other people and all this kind of stuff um there is a an interesting song that i heard by the band shellac uh who hector has heard of um because he's an lrc expert he's a punk rock uh librarian and <laughs> and uh, it's probably a contradiction almost. It's called. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, did it, I, are, are you talking? To, are, are you talking about the song "My Black Ass"? No, <laughs> I'm it's not a ta- good song. I'm it's not a really good song. No, I'm talking about the song "Song of the Minerals." Um, oh, "Song of the Minerals." Yeah, yeah, that's also pretty good. And like, yeah, it's it's a good song. It's a, the, the lyrics are kind of like. It's like ish, um, but like the the, the 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 refrain of the song is like the line. It's all right if it makes you feel better. And he just says that over and over again, um, and, and and that's kind of what I'm thinking of with like positive delusions. Well, in 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 the context of the song, like he 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 like like it's like you know because it's art or whatever. He talks about like eating disorders and like self harm and like. Uh, like having sex with strangers or whatever and all this kind of stuff. And then he likes, and like, like, like says like, it's all right if it makes you feel better with all, the, with all of these different self-destructive behaviors, um, which is bizarre. Um, and that sounds like very punk rock. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's kind of like, uh, but, but, but I, I was still thinking about it regardless. Cause it's like, you know, it's, 
If you want to think stuff about the world and it makes you feel better, that's fine. It's all right <laughs> if it makes you so feel better. So do you better. think that the artist is like saying that he genuinely believes that, or is that a form of critique? I think I think it's a form of critique. I, I really don't think C.L. Beatty thinks that way. Uh, well, I think that it's called Song of the Minerals because I think it's like uh, talking about things like lithium, basically, and like how those and and how like that's like you know taking medicine to like feel better it could be like kind of like 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 are abusing medicine or abusing drugs or things like that is like those are all things that people do to feel better and so he's exploring them through the medium of song or whatever <laughs> yeah it goes a little something like this yeah. <laughs> and do people who, do people who listen to that song um do you think that they agree with his message i don't know i i uh, i i find it an interesting character to inhabit um, like, you know, I don't necessarily believe that the, the song, the, 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 literal message of the song. Um, but like that kind of context, like is interesting to think about. Cause it's like, okay, well it's like, all right, if you're doing stuff to, to feel better and, and be good, it's like, well, what are the limits of that? Like, or, or like, or like not necessarily what are the limits of that, but like, 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 like what is like, what is actually helping? And then what is just stuff that you're sort of escaping into? Um, because I guess like the thing about the self-harm, I think the lyrics go something like, um, cut yourself up and down your arms, uh, both arms, if it makes you feel better, they're your arms. It's none of my business. It's none of my business. If it makes you feel better. Um, those are, those are the words to the, to that verse. Um, yeah. And like, 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 like the part that, that like strikes me is the part where it's like, it's none of my business if it makes you feel better. Um, as, as opposed to like what, what, like, like, but that's like somewhat for personal reasons of like, of things like, you know, uh, when I was in high school, you know, we, like all of the people in our friend group back then, like we all tried to like directly intervene in each other's lives to like try to prevent ourselves from doing self-destructive things. And this is like a completely different sort of, uh, approach to that particular issue mm-hmm. that I find interesting. Uh, not necessarily like better approach, but just different. Well, it seems from like an interview, uh, C. Albini says that uh, I guess is like thinks of some of these things like uh, like like a view not as a symptom but like a coping mechanism, and so like they've developed uh, in tandem with things like compassion and empathy and all that stuff. Though like these behaviors that he talks about in the song are like also have their own risks. Uh, so that, that's funny that he words it like that. They have their own risks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he like talks like, there's like more to it and like talks about, um, that the song is about like how normal behavior, quote unquote, normal behavior is like codified to reflect the male perspective. Yes. Oh, okay. I have seen this one. That, 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 that was really interesting. It was like the thing of like, um, uh, the fact that like, you know, when, when women are pregnant, their, their, their behavior changes because of the hormones that have racked their body or whatever. And like the, the sort of like from, from a male perspective, it's like, you're like, you know, the normal thing is to just act the same way all the time. I mean, I mean, I guess there's also like post-menstrual syndrome or whatever it's called. Um, yeah. and it, it's not to say that men don't have hormones, Yeah, but, but there are definitely cases where women because of hormones have mood changes and that it, what we call normal as a constant mood and per- perception is just not is not fair. Yeah, and it's also yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like oh, because because like our hormonal swings are not as sort of like regular or extreme or predictable or whatever as like 
as it is for people who are, who are assigned female at birth and are not going through hormone replacement therapy or did not in the past. Um, the, the, um, like, like, like it's like that. Be, and also because of the sort of like, you know, patriarchal dominance in society, like that's, it's like, yeah, the norm becomes like, Oh, like, you know, you're acting up because of all this, all this stuff. So you got to control that. You got to damp that shit down. No, I, I, I got what you're saying. Um, it is unfair to female people. Is that what the interview says? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also it was also talking about just like people in general, or like it was it was also talking about like yeah, normalization that men should only have like one like baseline like mood to have. Yeah, which is also that's unfair. Normal Cause, because because uh, guys also have mood swings. Just yeah. uh, it's just reflect or portrayed differently, I guess, or how they portray it. Um, and, uh, I guess there, he also, like, has, like, an anecdote about, like, a friend who had a lot of mood swings, but, um, they, um, until, like, the minerals in her brain were medically regulated, and, uh, and he thinks that it might have been better if they, um, dealt with those mood swings by, like, accommodating them instead of, like, messing with their, with her brain chemistry. I think that was a very popular, like, viewpoints at the, around the time that the song was written, like, you know, before now when it seems like people, like, are sort of, I, I guess that kind of thing of, like, being medicated is a lot more normalized in society or whatever. Yeah. Whereas, like, in the 90s, around the time that this song was written, like, it was much more like, that's weird, like, why would you do that? Like, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And how does that relate to positive delusions? <laughs> it's all right if it makes you feel better. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think that's, like, a refrain that people have in their heads regardless of, like, whatever, what, you know, I guess, and to me, I'm talking about, like, people like QAnon nerds or whatever. This is like the refrain and they have their the refrain they have in their head. Somebody's that's reminded me of the book you were showing yesterday. It's all right if it makes you feel better. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's coddling. It is coddling. <laughs> you want to mention that book? Oh yeah, I mean I've been I just started this book called Coddling The Coddling of the American Mind. Um, I mean, I think you guys would all be interested in it. Well, um, your topic is next. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll make you read it. Ooh. Well, you probably find PDF. Coddling of the American mind. Yeah. You can't say that, Miski, uh, this is public. You can't tell people that you're going to download a PDF. No, no, no. No, no. you buy no, the I'm PDF. I'm going to buy the PDF from uh, I'm going I'm I'm to get the PDF, turn it into an NFT, um, <laughs> sell, sell it to people uh, so they can have the, the right to say, I have uh, a copy a of the original PDF. A copy of the original PDF. But it's it's a very specific copy that has value. Yeah. And Anyways. I'm going to outsource all that work to a small call center in India. <laughs> what was the book? Yeah. So uh, The Coddling of the American Mind. It's talking about trends in uh, education on American college campuses that have led to students who are they're, they're kind of more like mentally fragile uh, in, in a sense, and that, you know, people are increasingly withdrawn and only communicating with people who have a similar mindset. Uh, and I think that in particular how this relates to our conversation that we've just had is, you know, one of the like, like untruths that they identify is this sort of belief, you know, amongst certain people that like all feelings are okay. Uh, and that that isn't uh, good and that it's in fact harmful in certain cases and that like some feelings stem f from irrational behaviors and beliefs. 
and that it's actually important to question whether an emotional response to something is the right way to to think and feel about something. Yeah. Like an alcoholic might think every time they have a hard day that the only way to solve that is a bottle. Right. But that's not, that's not true. It's actually seven bottles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Hadrian's right. <laughs> Adrian, are you speaking from experience? Uh, well, I grew up in a military <laughs> town. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I would like to read that. I don't want to put your topic on you, though. Yeah, I, I mean, you're you're certainly welcome to to borrow the book, uh, and you know, I'll I'll show you guys the info, and we'll see how you feel about it as a potential next topic. All right, I think that's should we wrap this up? One hour and six minutes. That's fine. And a half. Perfect. Well, we're almost at one hour and seven minutes. Oh well, I think that's mm. important to get to because you know you know what happens. That's sixty-seven minutes. That's almost the sex number. We can get sixty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sixty-six. It's just like. This is only two numbers next to 67. 66 is two very confused people laying on top of each other. I think it's just spooning. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Big gymnast, unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> you ever know that before?